This is like the only Post Malone song that I've really, other than Iverson, since that's the only one that I really said, all right. The rest of them just never liked it because they all sound like all his radio play songs pretty much sound alike. You know that's a Post Malone song, but that one, I give him credit on that one. Well, in my opinion, this one sounds like the other ones too. I like Post, I like the sound. But in my opinion, this one does sound like the other yeah, ones. A little bit. So maybe you should run back through beer bongs and Bentleys. And- nah, that's all right. I'm good. Anyway, back here on the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis, And we are broadcasting here from the Hazel Skyline Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Specs. All right. If you're looking to step up your cocktail game and get insider info on seasonal releases, or if you just want to order online for same day delivery, just go to specsonline.com because the fun starts here. That is Specs, official sponsor of the Sports Grind and an official partner of your Dallas Cowboys. Which keep in mind, they are um, oh, they are getting Zeke is out. Now I don't know if this has been confirmed, but I think Zeke's been ruled out already for the Bears. Um I think he's been ruled out already. That's going to be interesting. And what I want to see is basically I want to see Pollard be the feature back, see where he's at compared to the last time last year when he had to fill in for Zeke some games. But that'll be interesting. But I think that's a report that I heard that I think Zeke's out. And actually, I didn't see just a few days. I saw the play he got hurt on. Yeah, that was a little that could have been a lot worse. Uh, you know, I didn't see it in real time, but that could have been a lot worse. But I think he's going to be out. But real quick before we move on, back to the uh, Tampa Bay and Bucks game tonight. Um, on the Giselle thing. Really I mean, quick, because yeah. Zeke is not officially out. He's not officially out? I'm, I'm on the team's injury report. It's out. unspecified. He was not in practice again today. Okay, I thought CBS Sports report he's out, but who cares? I mean, if, if he's out or not. I mean, to me, honestly, I mean, shouldn't he be? I mean, if he's dealing with the knee and you haven't practiced, I mean, I mean, you're sitting here, what? What are they? Five and two right now, Dallas. Yeah, five and two. Um, you know, you're playing. If you're Dallas, you're playing for a bigger cause. I mean, you're playing for at least a trip to the conference championship game. Okay, so why would you and even the back that has a lot of miles on him as such Zeke and he had he took that kind of hit on the knee awkwardly and he hasn't really been limited in practice this week. And I pray what is the point and you have Pollard. What is the point of playing him this week? Like you just got Dak back. I mean, this is Dak's second game. I think Dak could be maybe in the better rhythm, even though I'm down on Dallas's offense, regardless who, you know, I give credit for winning, going undefeated. With those games that they had to with Cooper Rush, make no mistake about it, any team would love to go undefeated when they go down to the backup. But there was nothing he was really doing setting the whole offensive world on fire. They're still struggling scoring points. So to me, hopefully you would like to see Dak get a better rhythm. But why? What is the what is the reason to play Zeke this weekend? Well, I think that if it's just a little bit of soreness, you know, even going into yesterday or last night's Spurs game, you know, Devin Vassell has a knee injury, but it's just knee soreness. So if it's just soreness and it's about getting him rest to feel comfortable, um, he's kind of, Zeke is kind of like a sixth offensive lineman out there. And if Dak is trying to get momentum, get going, uh, then, then you want to make sure that I think protecting Dak is even more than protecting Zeke at this point. Well, I mean, that's fine. I think Pollard has earned the right, and I think he, I think in my opinion, he showed enough that he can handle the load for a game. No, can he go 17 weeks 17 games, I should say. Can he go 
20, 25 times through the line, like Bill, even at Zeke at his state? No. But can he do that if necessary one game for four quarters? Yes. Okay. I think the Bears, if, to be honest with you, if the Bears didn't have that showing Monday night, people wouldn't really, there would be less interest in this game, even from a Dallas fan standpoint. Now, of course, they're going to watch us, the Cowboys. But my point is, Bears, with their performance on Monday, have really made this game interesting. Because you really don't, I mean, because if they can put duplicate performances back-to-back like that offensively, their defense has played very well. Now, they did a trade yesterday and sent their best pass rusher to Philly. We talked about that. What we didn't talk about is Raekwon Smith. Uh, he got emotional, man. I mean, and that's a brotherhood there. I mean, that's like, that's probably emotions. Uh, you know, he was at the podium asked about it yesterday, and I guess he's finding out in real time, but that's brotherhood, man. You spend more time with these guys than you do your own kids and wife and family. At Giselle. No pun intended. But that, I can see him being a tower. That's like, damn, man, this is a unit. We doing good. And you trade our pack. And that's why I say be careful with this trade deadline on Tuesday because it's, you know, there's moves that can make even if you're three games below 500 or two games or four and you move guys because I, I was telling this to AC last night. I mean, these guys, we can talk what we want to them in the media. About guys that are two and five, two and whatever, guys on oh and one and five, two and five. These guys, I mean, you work hard to build a team from up top. You know, I always say that this is, you know, I've, I, I heard this from um, a GM one time. And who was that? Let me see, what GM? Oh, that was John. He said, look, man, the truth of it is, and I never looked at it this way, but it's true. He goes, you know, football is really like, you know, something you're building. He goes, first, he goes, it comes in phases. He said, you have off-season, that's fishing off-season. Then you have combine. Then you have the draft. Then you have OTAs. Then you have camp, and you get to see how it's all gelling together. And then the season starts, and then that's when you find out the grade on the test of everything you put together from combine draft free agency camp what kind of camp do we have starting at week one you start slowly but surely as a gm as a coach especially a gm you start getting your answers to the test these guys as players i don't care what fans say i don't care what social media says nine times out of ten these guys and i'm talking about even on the teams that we think are terrible they are not programmed to mail it in at the halfway mark. Now, you do have some exceptions to the rule where there's just bad things with the team. Either the coach is just, is just ass, there, there's bad chemistry. Yes, you can get teams that will mail it in and quit by the time we get to this point. Facts. But for the majority part of it is most guys don't look. So my point of this whole take is when we talk about the trade deadline and the rumors out there, and we talk about Raycon Smith getting emotional. You got to be careful when you move certain guys out of what it does to a locker room. The whole part of a downfall of a team can be trading the wrong guy away. Because GMs, the suits, they can't really, I mean, they're around the locker room here and there, post-game speech, you know, winning speech, game ball, hand out game balls. But they're really not in locker rooms five days out of the week. So my point is they don't really know the pulse of a locker room. 
T.J. Ward, part of one of the best defenses of all time in 2016. Teams aging, kind of aging. You know, there's that time where they spent about $80 million off offseason, get three key defensive pieces and everything. They always say, hey, you know what? Justin Simmons, kid out of Boston College. We got this. I ain't going to pay him. Thank you for the Super Bowl. Cut him. Cracks the leak. That was the deterioration. He misjudged what that guy meant to that locker room. I thought it was going to happen with Kansas City with the Honey Badger this year. Now, you know, they haven't really been able to really see that. I haven't really seen that. I've seen more bits and pieces of them missing Tyreek Hill in some of these bigger games than I had the missing of the leadership of Tyrone Matthew in that locker room on the defensive side. They just got some corners that are suspect. Kansas City. Thank God for their offense because you can hide that. They got some young corners that are suspect. But the point is, be careful who you release. But bringing it back to Dow, Pollard can handle this, man, for, one, for four quarters. Come on, man. I mean, because if the Bears don't come with that same type of offensive game plan and adjustments that their coaching staff made Monday, the defense could keep it. Dallas, Dallas would probably run through them. But if they can challenge the offense, and when I say run through them, meaning like, hey, our defense is so good, we're going to win the field position battle. They're going to short field. We ain't got nothing to do but to score. See, Dallas has gotten problems. Unless their defense sets them up with a turnover in the red zone, this offense, whether it's Cooper Rush or Dak Prescott, going from the 20 to the red zone, I don't know about that. And damn sure not consistently. 1-800-707-9760. All right, what else we got in the So we talked about the Tom thing. Yeah, that's just one of those situations that is disappointing. I, I would like to know when the time that happened when she gave him that ultimatum because what do you want him to do? Quit in the middle? And you're only at, you see your husband on TV. You see he's sitting there, shell himself. You, if you did this now, you just want to add more pressure to him? But that's females for you. And not only that, that's a scorn one. Like they said, it's nothing worse than a woman scorn. Have no hell is fury. What did Hyder Pock say? I can't remember how exactly he said it, but you get the point. I think it's hell don't half piss, no fury like go. a woman scorned. Don't scorn. piss him off, man. How could she do that? I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna assume for the sake that I've been on her side this. I'm gonna assume this was a quote in August. This was back like in August, September when the decision made. There's no way she told him this right now within the last week. There's no way. But go ahead, Jones. What do you got? No, again, just remember that that ultimatum information is from a, a source close to right so it's not giselle saying right but the question is, is when did, but it. when did she tell the source or when did the source go leak it to them that's what i want to know well, the source has talked has talked in an october interview to be released i i, I don't think us weekly is going to be running with an uh, an august quote okay for their october issue uh, well you're the journalist on the show i'm not but I, I mean, I mean, I yes, mean, it, would I'll be, take it would be a bad look. It would no, be, it would you. be a, a bad look, like well, a lot of Twitter running around with the Jalen Hurts hat picture. Well, we got confirmation. Um, what was that? What did I get? Catfish? No. Well, a, a lot of people are, are catfishing out there with with that picture that wear mm -hmm. the Astros hat, the hustle, the hustle shirt underneath. It's it's from 2020, uh, 2019. It's an old picture. Uh, he's he, he he addressed the media about it. Saying Houston's always going to be my home. He is from Houston. Hmm. Uh, he's pulling for them, but he's like, he's like, you know what? Philadelphia is my home now. Go Phillies. I didn't know that. So Jalen Hurts is from Houston, from H Town, Candy Paint, I Ten, yep. Swing and Bang, home of uh, you know Ghetto Boys, Paul Wall, Chameleon there, Slim Thug. 
Well, you know what? I didn't know that. But you know what that brings to me in real time? First thing in my head? Austin, what the hell? What are y'all doing? Like, what do we, like, like Jalen Hurts, like, if he's from Houston, how do you let a guy, like, think about this. Texas really, I mean, look, yours, hey, man, you gave me a layup because I'm, I'm just giving it to you real, man. This wasn't even on the dock, and I'm just spitting to you top of the dome right now, man. I'm just walking in the booth right now. I'm going to spit hot fire. Look, think about that. You, like, Jalen Hurts, I had no idea because Alabama, you know, they get players from all ever. Like, I know who's coming, but I don't say, oh, we got a kid from, you know, Wachahatchee. We got a kid coming from Fox, and I ain't going like, to like, hey, can he play? So I don't really know who's from who, but I did not know Jalen's from H-Town. But it goes, how does he get out of state, man, as a quarterback? Look, I like the way uh, this kid, the mullet. I like the way he looked. He came down to earth, back to earth a little bit in Stillwater last week. But I like it. We know who's on the horizon. We know who they dropped 600000 on the weekend, you know, to entertain. I wonder how much of that went into the strip clubs that week. I wonder the budget of that, how much went into the top gentlemen's clubs in Austin on that thing. But, no, they don't partake in that. No way. Just five-star hotels, family. Okay. And I don't, that wasn't all on Archie either. I mean, they had some other guys there, but he's the head like they went all out. Look, since Vince Young, they have not had that guy. They've got a heart of a lion guy, and the guy, speaking of Sam Ellinger, and oh, I've had to hear for this for the last 48 hours, like Texas fans, like UT fans, like, oh, we're going to root for you, Sam. Oh, go Colts, UT. I'm like, oh, my goodness. No, man, worry about that losing streak in the Big 12. Don't try to go, oh, Sam, you got to have one man. Since Vince Young, they haven't really produced that guy at that position. But how does Jalen get out of the state of Texas? Well, you'd have well, to ask Charlie Strong on that one. It's Hertz UT came out in, in general. 2016. Yeah, that's fine. Charlie, I don't care. I'm talking. They had this problem start with Mac Brown. I should say, what did Charlie? Did the, the, the boosters tell Charlie, "Hey, man, we can get the kid, but tell me you want to play safety." Remember, they had a chance to get RG three, and Mac Brown said he could play corner. This is a. This is why I'm bringing this up. I'm just not going off track and going freestyle in the booth just because. There's a reason for this because they got a history of this. They got a history of this. But anyway, back. So he's from Houston. So so he had. Is this a recent Astro? Because now he's put on a Philly hat, right? Yeah, that, that's an old photo going around there. Okay. So okay. you know that just goes stems from the whole uh, USA uh, US Weekly report. Okay. Um, but sticking with the NFL really quick because we're at the trade deadline mm -hmm. and the Chiefs are loading up. Uh, today they acquired Kadarius Tony from the New York Giants. He's been injured uh, this year, but 2021 first round pick from the Giants already gone. Mm -hmm. uh, Dable had no problem letting him go. Yeah, we felt it was the best thing for the team. But now when you look at and the NFL reports as to what Tony could be, because he only, he's only played 12 professional games for New, for New York, huh. injured most of the time, is they feel like they might have found their Tyreek Hill replacement. Oh, pump the brakes, man! Speedy, Who are you talking about? come across the middle. Uh, you know the two games that he did play this year, where he ran reverses coming you out of the backfield. This guy right here, Tony coming out of New York. Pump the brakes. There's not. There's going to be no replacement for Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is one of the fastest guys on this earth. Not in the NFL on earth. There's some fast brothers out there 
look, because Ty, I think Tyreek is not just about what he's clocked in the 40. Where Tyreek is special from different receivers, there's a lot of receivers that got that speed in this NFL. There's been former Olympic track meet players that's played in the NFL. Uh, shout out to Willie Gold. Who's another? I can't say that in this region. Oh, Bully Bob Hayes in Dallas. What is, when he, who, was, who was a receiver in Dallas old school? That Was was it Bob Hayes? Was it Cal? Who played receiver that was a track star too? I know Dallas fans know. Help me out there. Don't, don't forget about him. But I know Willie Gold. I'm Speedy Willie. Super Bowl shuffle. But the difference between Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, I have never seen. Tyreek Hill has a gear that actually he can beat. Some, like if he's got to get past. He gets faster like in the middle of already being fat if that makes any sense what i'm trying to I can, i've never seen a guy be able to change speed like he can they're stopping with they, they know they ain't found the next tyreek hill because i ain't see yeah they're a, they got a, they got fast guys now out there but they don't have i haven't seen anybody in the national football league be able to change speeds on a drop of a dime man like tyreek hill it's like he drops the clutch and he goes, I mean, that's that, that's just me. So let's pump. I don't even know who this is. So I damn sure if I ain't studying play, he damn sure ain't found no replacement for Tyreek Hill. Well, again, we the fans haven't really seen him on the field. It, it, the Chiefs could have fun with it. Uh, of course, it only cost him a third-round pick and a sixth-round pick. All right, you listen to the sports crowd. When I get back, we'll circle back a little bit to the NBA. But first, that I got to address Aggie Nation. You know, they and their feelings. They got hurt last yesterday with that whole real segment we had. We'll talk about that. I'll address that when we get back. You listen to the sports crowd. Today's show is being presented by Dosekis. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail, like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients, just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang, always bold, always ready. Go to zingzang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the sports crowd. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the sports grind. Professionalism, respect, accountability, and communication. These are the values at Tiger Sanitation, serving the needs of the greater San Antonio area. From residential to commercial waste and recycling services, Tiger Sanitation works hard to keep the communities they serve safe and clean. After all, as a local family-owned business, their families live, shop, and play here too. For more, visit TigerSanitation.com. Tiger Sanitation, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 
Listen up, San Antonio and Austin. Let me tell you about Stoli Vodka, our new partner. Handcrafted in Latvia, the award-winning Stoli Vodka has held the bar high for quality, combining innovation with century-old traditions to create something both refreshingly modern and exceptionally classic. Uncompromising spirit is the kind of belief that turns players into icons. 100% grain-to-glass Stoli Vodka starting lineup includes the iconic premium cucumber, vanilla, raspberry, and blueberry. If you want to learn more, visit Stoli.com. Stoli Vodka, official sponsor. Sponsor of the sports crime. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to specs and stock up on after summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, Bartlett spending the one and twos. Today's show was presented by Dosecchi's and we're broadcasting from the Hazel Sky Online studios. And this next to last segment is going to be sponsored by Zing Zing. Two words, the key to any perfect top cocktail, and that is Zing Zang. Make sure you try out their pre-made alcoholic drinks, or you can just stick to the original mix and add your own favorite alcohol. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the Sports Crowd. What you got? And we know mm-hmm. there's big stuff coming up in 2023. Yes, they did tell us that directly last week when we spoke to them, and, and we'll get to the more information to you as we go into 2023 this whole year has just flown by and that's when you're just scary when you're getting old 45 like i just remember it took me forever felt like to hit 21 and then even to hit like 25 i was like damn and then to hit 30 i was like damn i'm now it's like damn man i'm almost a 50 piece okay man but anyway all right so before we get out of here before we uh take a glance at what we'll be talking about tomorrow and uh, some college. Let's talk about A and M yesterday. If you didn't tune into the show yesterday, I encourage you to go to sportsgrindonline.com. You can check the podcast. But I brought up the situation with Texas A and M, and I've got a couple DMs on Facebook, and then I had somebody on Twitter that wanted to go back. It's probably my first time ever. I've only been on Twitter now for barely, not even a year yet, really. And it's probably my first time going back and forth with somebody because that's the real reason why I'm never that. I'm just just not a social media guy and trust me it's cost me a lot of money but i feel like you know what man nobody needs to really know what i'm doing hey i'm at the gym hey look what i'm having for dinner i'm like man but anyway there's so so, much more to it than that i understand that man but it's like like you know um follow that sports crime on twitter yeah yeah follow me it's an interesting follow um Okay, so I had a. Tw- Do you have his tweet up? Do you- okay, who is it again that was tweeting? What's his Twitter handle? Well, his Twitter handle is at Fimbo Jisher. Oh well, there you go. No uh, bias in that one, but anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I wonder wonder uh, what what team he supports. But um, uh, he said the other day, it sounds you sound like a scorned ex girlfriend um, every time you talk, Cal, about the Aggies. He said, "What Aggie peed in your Cheerios? Clown trash." takes okay so that sets up the whole thing and i'm thinking usually like you know i don't respond to stuff i'm like okay whatever you think i'm saying i know because i only get those when either i have a day that i go in on the spurs 
And then I have Spurs fans that certain, it's not all, but certain that come out. And then if I say, if I hit a nerve about a particular team, and I wasn't even thinking about, you know, A&M and college, but look, and I, I don't respond, but something just like, okay, like, what are you talking And I'm just saying, I know you ain't talking about me. What are you talking about? Because I'm thinking, like, what the hell did I say to the guy about AM that was so wrong? Oh, well, he gone and this and that, and it just sucks, and you went, that was so amateur, and you want to you wanna rip kids. I, you know, first of all, I, I hate that whole angle that people talk. These are, these are kids, and you want to look. First of all, I never say anything about the kid. I, I'm on Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo's a grown man. I'm 40. Go after me. I'm a grown man. Jimbo's grown, man. He's older than me. So that's what the whole take was, Jimbo Fisher, at Jimbo, whatever, underoos, AM fan, whatever your handle is. Look, let me tell you something. What did I say yesterday that was so outlandish? The bottom line is that guy entered a new different tax bracket. Speaking of Jimbo. And when you go into that tax bracket, you cannot. And what, what year is this for Jimbo? Because I asked the guys, is this his first year? No, it's not. What, what, what year is it? He's going into his fourth or fifth year. It's either it's a minimum of four, but it might even be going into his fifth year. But I'll let you search. But the bottom line is there is you cannot go in. There. They paid him almost a hundred million dollars. The contract was for eighty nine million dollars. This is year five. Year five. If you're going in year five and you're in that tax bracket and you came out of the G4 with uh, snakeskin boots on. Guarantee you wasn't wearing boots in Florida, Jimbo. When you get all that attention, you come over here and then you run your mouth in the offseason about who's narcissist and who's all that. You cannot go to South Carolina and lose. And on top of that, after the postgame statement, oh, yeah, hey, what do y'all? Ain't like we got ran off the field. What? You're not supposed to take no L to South Carolina. I can't even tell you who the head coach is in South Carolina. And I covered college football for a living. So... At Jimbo, at whatever, under rules, A&M fan, there was nothing wrong. With, and, and what I'm telling you, what I go look, I told you, Kevin Sumlin, if I'm not mistaken, has two more wins at the same point where they're at at A&M than Jimbo. That's unacceptable. Having guys get high in the locker room, allegedly, or wherever they did, or three players suspended for marijuana. Yes, and marijuana is smoked amongst players at, the, at every universe, whatever. But when it comes out, if it's allegedly, I don't know if it's true, but if it's allegedly anywhere close in the lot, whatever, that's going to be a problem. I don't care if it's legalized in most states. With Texas, probably. It's going to be like, if, if we keep this old... Like regime and like it'd be about 2050 before they sit here and illegalize in Texas. Cattle gone, oil and drawed up, housing market. We don't need it. Get all this crime, whatever. But it's legalized in most states. Where you can't have that if you're in that tax bracket. And let me tell you something else, because this is a fan. Like you can be fans and you can be whatever, but don't be. Like where you like obviously looks like you sleep in underoos. Those are old school. I don't even know if they make underoos. And I trust me, as a kid, never wore any. I know people don't believe that. Like, I don't sound like somebody wore underoos. No, I never did. But the pop, the bottom line is you can't come across like you just blinded by it. That is unacceptable. Do you know if you lose against Ole Miss, not only are we talking about what's going on with Jimbo, what's it? Now we're talking about are they even going to be bowl eligible? 
And you telling me that I'm offended and that's a tragic. No, man, I told the truth and it, and it hurts. It's not acceptable. Kevin Sumlin would have been ran. I don't care if it was a $70 million bout. If his players at his tenure would have been caught or suspended for marijuana and they would be giving him this kind of money and he would be producing these type of wins, they would have let his ass way long ago before even quicker than that. Now, granted, Jonas made great points yesterday. I know what I was trying to say, but Jonas made great points like, look, yes, without a doubt, a 70 million, 80 million buyout, that's a lot of money for anybody. My point that I was making is like, hey, you know what? If you want to give these coaches this, if you really think it is a bad, and I'm telling you right now, I'm not calling for Jimbo's job. I don't think Jimbo should be fired. I'm just criticizing because this can't go unnoticed. Because he's getting that kind of money. And and not only that, not even about the money, it's more the fact of what he's been saying, what he's been selling to the Texas AM alumni. And it's time to get going. You're in your fifth year. That's all. So that's my address. So I'm going to keep it real. I don't give a damn if pissed off. And I'm going to tell you right now, too. Some of y'all that have, and I'll check every once in a while, but some of y'all that comment and I click and y'all got like two followers. And basically, like, now that just sounds like that. I, I could be tweeting at Kevin Durant. That sounds like a burn account. That could, that's one of Kevin Durant's moves. Like, man, get the hell out of here. It just, just call Maybe it. you're talking to Jimbo. Yeah. And the one's like, oh, well, you listen to the show. I didn't listen. I just called it because it was a new bra. I didn't listen. Whatever, man. It's okay to come out of the closet and say you're still a grind fan. It's all right. Everybody else come out of the closet. God knows. Oh, you can't say what? What the? Uh, hey. Look, man, the bottom line is this. It was a real take. Sorry, it's true. It's true. You're at the big boys, man. You're in the SEC West. Nobody's got time to hold y'all's hand. You wanted to come over this conference? You wanted to come? Then come on. You know? Come on, Cletus. You want to come over here, take the heat, man? That's $80 million, man, and you about to be danger of being bowl eligible, just like your big brother. And you know how bad that would look on Texas if we go back-to-back -back years where we got our two Texas programs, our most notarized programs in the University of Texas, Texas A&M, if we go back-to-back -back years where we get both these universities that don't qualify for a bowl game and there's like a 200 of them? Well, you got UTSA already bowl eligible. Well, yeah. Well, no. They listen, broke through. You'll have I'm trailer, sure you'll have trailer and the Roadrunners, they're ahead of schedule. They're building something. Okay? They're building something. Trailer ain't got the resources Jimbo got. I mean, they've, you know, credit to uh, the UTSA athletic department. I told you they won me over when they found the money to pay him. But they've, they've, they've given Trailer, and it's nothing against them, but the truth of it is they don't have the same resources that Jimbo got. They build a new facilities for Jimbo and all this. And this is what you're producing? I wouldn't even been on Anman this week if he wouldn't have had those comments in his post game. That if you haven't noticed, that's what usually gets me is those post game comments. It's like, what? Like, come on, man. South Carolina, what are you talking about? We didn't get blown out. You're supposed to be blowing them out. Period. 1 800 707 976. Because that's definitely going to be a game that's going to be on the Doseki period. Because that's, to me, I mean, you got Ole Miss coming off a loss. I mean, they gave up. I think they got outscored 21 to 0 in that fourth quarter. Um, last week against LSU. And honestly, I did not see that coming from LSU to Ole Miss. I really didn't. I mean, Ole Miss, I mean, their defense really, 
I would say, speaking of Ole Miss, they borderline got exposed last Saturday. Uh, but that's definitely going to be a game uh, that's going to be previewing. Speaking of the birds up, UTSA, who are they idle this week or who they got? I think they are idle this week. Okay. Uh, let me confirm that really fast for you. Okay, because they sit alone top of the Conference USA by themselves with that victory over North Texas last week. And confirmed. They are they are idle this week. Uh-huh. They're back next Saturday. And actually a, a pretty important game against UAB um, as far as Conference USA standings go. Um. Yeah. Okay. Well, they need to – I mean, that'll be good. They came to break. That was a very exhausting game for them last week. I mean, to come down to the pen like that, it would be – I think you have that and you got the motions of the schedule they've had, you know, going to Austin in a big game like that. I think that that idle week comes at the perfect time. And don't forget, speaking of college football, we've got our first playoff, you know, committee top 25 release next Tuesday. Um, that's the first one. It's going to be very interesting to see, especially the activity that we've had in the last few weeks, how this shakes out. I'm interested to see what they do with Alabama. I'm really interested to see how much this committee respects Tennessee. I mean, I'll let you know come Tuesday. I'll give you what I think, what my four, we've done this before on this show, but I'll give you what I think my four would be. I'm not going to worry about that first two out. I don't get all that. I'll just tell you right now as we stand, let me absorb this weekend's action. And when we come in here Tuesday, I'll give you what I think my four should be, and we'll see what the committee. But I'm very interested to see how they treat Alabama and, number two, how they treat Tennessee. Because if you ask me right now, I could change this come Tuesday. If you ask me right now, Tennessee deserves to be no lower than number two in the first college playoff release. Over Ohio State, where they stand in the AP right now. I really do feel that. Uh, Because I think Ohio State, I don't, me personally, I think Ohio State has put up numbers and maybe looked dominant. And I'm not saying they are. I told you at the beginning of the year. Remember, I was the one. We had a caller call in here and say, hey, man, when I was saying, hey, calm down. Because I was like, look, man, it is Alabama and Ohio State and everybody else. And I was kind of off about Alabama. But Ohio State, even though I said that about Ohio State, they're, I think they're more dominant because some of the opponents of who they played. I don't, me personally, they haven't looked as good as, as Tennessee on the offensive side of the ball. That's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. We'll see. I'll, you, you know what? I might moonwalk that back come Tuesday. Let me see them in, let me see them at 11 o'clock in Nifty Lion Country. Let me see if they cover that 16. They might. I mean, because James Franklin, I keep saying he's got to step up and he's got to get one. 1-800-707-9760. Some other NFL. What do you got? You got something you want to add before we go? Well, no, I, I, NFL, right? Yeah, um, we're gonna, yeah, and then I'm going to circle back a little couple points on the NBA. But, yeah, what do you got? Yeah, so uh, I had a question uh-huh. um, with – so we had the Tony news today, Kadarius Tony being acquired by the Chiefs. Um, now, the Chiefs uh, – the, the, the uh, Giants make that move, acquiring that sixth and the third – and there's a lot of thought out there um, in, in, in NFL land that the Giants might use that third to trade with the Denver Broncos in an attempt to tr- acquire Jerry Judy. Now, Jerry Judy, ahead of next Tuesday's tra- trade deadline, is a big name between New York for the Giants and Baltimore, uh, who, of course, is in action tonight, um, for Lamar Jackson because they go back. And Jerry Judy made appearances at Lamar Jackson's football camp this summer. They were childhood friends. So when you look at that and then you say, okay, well, okay, if, if, 
if Judy goes to Baltimore and New York could also pick up DJ Moore, a Chase Claypool, his name is being floated out there. Brandon Cooks from Houston is being floated out there. And then you've got a Dallas team that you just asked the other day, do they have enough on offense to get it all done? Mm-hmm. Does Dallas need to throw their name in this hat before, as we get into this weekend uh, for one of those receivers? And what do you give up for? You're speaking of Judy and Claypool? Uh, Judy, Claypool, DJ Moore, Brandon Cooks. I would Well, first of all, Brandon Cooks, I mean, you can't. Houston's not getting anything from Brandon Cooks. I don't think you can get more than a fourth-round pick or third-round pick for Brandon Cooks at most. So that has to do with his age, wear and tear. I mean, I think he still make plays. You're not getting more. Whoever gives more than a third-round pick, for uh, no, I'm back that up. Anybody that gives more than the fourth round pick for Cooks needs to be looked at and maybe lose. That's just my opinion. But those other guys, yes, to answer your question about the Cowboys, yeah, I would. Yeah, that I, I think they could, they should. Um, Which of those names should they pursue more? Is Judy just a, a clone of CD Lamb? You know, where it's not a big body. Like you lose Amari Cooper, big body, big field presence, you clean route running, right? Well, look. I love you. I mean, I've got respect for you. I mean, that's family. That's roll tide. The only thing that I've said, I've said I was going to give Judy a full year. I know AC for the last like 15, 18 months has been in my ear about he's a bust. He's a bust. And I'm like, look who's throwing to him and look at, you know, Pat Shermer last year. And then you get this mess, you know, when you're on a team that's dead last out of 32 teams in offense. Um, but one thing you said, Judy is nothing. I mean, before college, yeah, coming into college, you're talking about the uh, Bitnikoff, whatever award they give the wide receiver. You know, he won that this year. When you say that where he was compared to CeeDee Lamb, I mean, CeeDee Lamb made noise. And oh, you, but Judy was the guy. But in the NFL, Judy's nothing a clone of, of uh, you know, him. Okay? You know, Judy has made, I mean, Judy hasn't really made plays yet. On this level, I don't care if he go to answer your question. I would if I'm Dallas, I'm going with Claypool because Claypool has I've, I've seen stuff on the film with Claypool. Now, he's kind of cooled off, you know, especially last year, toward the end of last year, whatever, because that had a lot to do with Ben in the offense. But he hasn't really splashed out there this year. You know, Pickens, you, you think Pickens about to go on this two or three week streak. He sounds like maybe last game is the game that gets Pickens going. I don't know. I mean, offensive, they're, they're not as bad as some, but they've got some offensive issues too, Pittsburgh. But if I'm Dallas, if you ask me all of those, I'm going with Claypool because I've seen tape. Judy, he could go somewhere else and pop. I think there's a reason why Dave would want him. I, you know, I totally slipped my mind that he's one of, he was on the assistant coach with Saban. I mean, I, I can't, Saban loses so many assistants and give jobs. And, you know, they still stay up there. I, I can't keep up who's coming in and coming out. So I forgot Dable was on this. So there's a connection. He was there with Judy. Judy could pop with any other. Well, if he goes to Baltimore, the Giants. But the, I don't care if Judy train, changes zip codes, air codes. Judy needs to work on his maturity. He is immature. Judy reminds me again. I've said this analogy about a lot of different things. But I'll go back to the one that I always go back to. Judy reminds me of the the kids that I went to school with, high school with, that parents were strict as hell. You couldn't do anything. And then when they went out to Texas Tech or they went out to UT, I mean, they were valedictorian in high school, all that. Classes I never had with them because I couldn't get in those classes. And when they got out to college, they just partied their ass off because, oh, man, now I don't have mom and dad breathing back. Judy been locked up in Alabama, and there's a certain way. Got, and then he's got he needs to mature wherever he goes. But give me a second for him. Got to give me a two. It's too much upside. 
Too much upside. Give me a two for it. But anyway, what do you got? To wrap it up, does Dallas have to make a move for a they, No, they don't have to, but it, it would be smart to do, but they don't have to. All right, man, that is a wrap. Special thanks to the producer, uh, Jonas Clark. Special thanks to Bartlett. Spin the one and two. San Antonio, Austin, Waco, Temple, Colleen, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down Laredo. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning, before you hit the snooze button and before you roll out the rack, just ask yourself. You grinded? Peace. See you tomorrow.